Apple Music buys Carpool Karaoke TV series. Hmm. <laughs> Apple Music, refusing to actually be a good app, buys a skit. It's Friday, August 5th, 2016, and you're listening to Catching Foxes. I am very excited to announce a winner to our contest. I want to thank everyone who wrote a review. We have almost around 85 reviews right now, so thank you so much for chiming in, especially between July 8th and July 22nd for our contest. Now, we had about 23 eligible people, and it happens to go, and this is just pure coincidence, it happens to go to the very first review Jeff from Minnesota, entitled Worth a Listen. Worth a Listen. Probably worth more than that, huh, Jeff? Maybe more than a listen, maybe a subscribe, maybe a review if I didn't have to bribe you. Anywho, Worth a Listen from Jeff from Minnesota. Uh, Jeff, if you could please just uh, message us on our Facebook channel, and we'll be sure to get your address and send out your gift of Arlene Spensley's book, Chastity is for Lovers, which is wonderful, After Virtue, third edition, and some wonderful gifts from Catholic Balm Company at catholicbalm.co. Great people, great products. That contest is over, but you can still write five-star reviews. If you write a four-star review, you'll break my heart, but you can still write five-star reviews. Moving along, this is episode number 54 called A Gomer Will Save Us. This episode is about an incident that took place last week Thursday from uh, when this airs. I hope you enjoy this episode and we can take something more from this than uh, the songs that I listen to in order to pump myself up for a great humble brag. God bless. Very few people have naked iPhones. Everyone buys a case because it lets you customize it. So Apple's just going to make a body that's super slim so you can put a case on it. But if you put even the world's slimmest case, it's going to be it's going to make that camera lens flush with the case. And so now you have, you know, now I have a, um, what, uh, the wirecutter.com rated was the highest or the best value for an iPhone case, an Incipio case. I love it. But when I put it down, it's perfectly flat and symmetrical and, the the lens is protected. So uh, Apple makes decisions with data that we don't have. And it's weird. Like all these people, oh, what about design and blah, blah, blah. And in some of it, I think they totally fail. Like I think they failed with the Mac Pro. I hate the Mac Pro. I hate it. I think they failed with the iMac. Why is this iMac that I'm recording on have tapered edges where it's super thin at the basil? Those fucking assholes. Right? Why? But why did they do that, right? This is important, right? It's not a laptop. It's a thing that sits in one place yeah. on my desk. Why do I need it coming to an, an, a point <laughs> on the sides? Like, like, I remember when they introduced it, they're like, look how thin this is. And I remember being like, whoa, that's thin. And then I remember saying, immediately after that, I remember saying, but it's not all the way that thin. It tapers down to there. It's got a big bulge in the back. Do you then, know, uh, speaking of bulges, do you want to know why uh, that was for you, Gomer, and Word, the bulge comment? I don't know. I was just – the word bulge is hilarious. Uh, is I honestly think the, the beginning of the end for when I paid attention as much as you do to all the stuff was when the iPad came out. I thought that was very exciting. It was awesome, and I and I remember I laughed at this one guy who predicted it was only only going to sell a million. I was like, "That's absurd." Of course, it went on, and you know, and it, it sold way more than that. But I think why I checked out after that was because it just kind of stopped being interesting for me. There are still things that that I, that I like, but there's really not much now that at once it became obvious we were not going to get an actual a TV. I was like, "All right." On the sports. That's where all my podcasting time went to. Yeah. Sports. Sports, Ooh, sports, sports. Something sports. that's so fulfilling. <laughs> as a, yeah. As opposed to uh, Apple's uh, hardware. Uh, excuse me. There are now one billion iPhones sold. So when I speak about iPhones, I'm speaking to the masses. But the one billion people like literally don't care. And they all play soccer, which puts my point to bed. <laughs> Ole. Uh. So the question is, it's it's not are we going to talk about you being a hero? Go on. It's what song are we going to use when we talk about you being a hero? Here are my ideas. Okay, let's hear it. I um I need a hero. You know I need a hero. I need a hero. Uh, 
have not gotta be strong. Okay. Uh, we could be heroes by well, or heroes by either David Bowie or the Wallflowers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go on. Uh, turtles in a half. Sh- uh, wait. Sorry. Heroes in a in a half shell. Turtle power. T u r t l e power. T u r t l e power. T u What? Oh, what song did I started to rap the other day? Oh, it was the uh, spirits? Spirits. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Spirits. Some people just won't go near. The ghosts. The ghosts. The ghost buses uh. all back and all brand new. Come on. Oh. Uh. No. All right. Um, Boo. Uh, no, that's not. That's oh, like come that. on. Okay. What other? That I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank. There's like a. There was one uh, of the Mariah stuff. Carey's hero. And then a hero comes along. All right, so tell everyone what happened. As if they wait, wait, wait. The other song, the classic song. I can't believe the classic song. Uh, Nickelback. uh, Maybe a hero will save us. I'm sorry. I I uh, thought that uh, that uh, you meant I like your pants around your face. No, however <laughs> it goes. I don't know. I don't Look, remember. That was the be- okay. Number one, that was Nickelback wannabe puddle of mud. Oh, I'm sorry. And the phrase was, "I like your pants around your feet" because it's a song about having sex. Well, yeah, I know. I thought the face part was kind of odd. Yeah, I like your pants around your face, and you stumble around, and you fall down, and you're Chevy Chase and a Pratt comedy, <laughs> Pratt fall comedy, the early '80s. Luke, that made me so happy. Can I tell you my my story of the Pants Around Your Feet song was probably your story, too. I think you were there when we were at Cross Creek. We're at a bar. Every freaking time. Right? So, I'm sorry, Luke. I knew you were there. but but in, <laughs> And Jared was there, too. Jared George. Right. Yes. And he was there. And we... Okay, so people, people before, before you freak out, this is not going to be an inside story. I'm going to tell it in a way that everyone can love it. Really okay? quick. One, get over your anger towards the inside stories, everyone. That's why you keep on listening. Number Go two, on. number two, take a drink because this is a Franciscan story. But number three, we walk. We're at this bar that we always go to all the time. I go over to the jukebox to play me and Luke's standard songs. Ba with the ba, what a ba. and then Kid. keep rolling by Limp a Biscuit, the yeah. hip hop a remix version. Yeah. Was that with Method Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with him and and a DMX. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're gonna see shit. Rough Rider. So, uh, and so I was going over the jukebox to pay my dollar to play the three songs. And right when I get there, like the jukebox wasn't playing anything. And right when I get there to put my dollar in, all of a sudden blaring super loud was the opening line of that Puddle of Mud song. I like your pants around your feet. Or whatever it was, and then I turn and I have this shocked look on my face, like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm a studious Catholic." And I turn around and I look, and the bartender, this this old woman, is behind the bar, and she had, she goes, "Yeah." So I look over at her, and she's disappeared, and I'm like, "She was just behind the bar a second ago." And then I see her hands snaking up, and she she had gotten low. She had dipped her butt all low, the way to the flow. Yeah. And she was wiggling it on up to the sky. And uh, and I look over and she's like, this is my favorite song of all time. And I was like, oh, God, I love this bar. And then that's the next <laughs> song that we played. I love this bar. Oh, I miss that place so much. All right. Listen to this. Listen to this. I am so high. I can hear heaven. I am so high. I can hear heaven. Whoa. But heaven, no, heaven don't hear me. And they say that a hero could save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. I'll hold on to the wings of eagles. Watch as we all fly away. Someone told me love would all save us. But how can that be? Look at what love gave us. A world full of killing and blood spilling. That world never came. And they say that a hero could save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. I'll hold on to the wings of eagles. Watch as we all fly away. Ah! It says that literally in the lyrics. Ah! <laughs> now the world isn't ending. It's love that I'm sending to you. It isn't the love of a hero, and that's Spider-Man. why, and that's why I fear it won't do. Spider Man. I don't understand at all what those lyrics are. <laughs> Listen, if you ever enjoyed that stuff, it's time to rethink your life's priorities and to read a book. 
Oh man, I loved that song. And Spider Man was awesome. Spider Man. Spider Man. Was it the first one or was it Spider Man Two? I think it was the first one, but it might have been Spider Man Two. Now that you say that, Spider-Man. I think it was Spider Man Two because that was like you know Doc Ock brought a little more gravitas. Success Ooh. of the first movie, you know. All she that got stuff. serious. You know what's weird is our <laughs> entire college career spanned the length of three Spider Man films. Ugh. So it was, think about it. Came in with a bang and went out with a whimper, an awkward. It's so bad that the email, you know, the the walking and the dancing ruined it. I'll take all the the cluster of of bad villains and the rewriting of how uh, Uncle Uncle what's his name died. I'll take all that, but just the walking scene where he struts down the street, it just broke my brain. I got really annoyed that there was a dashboard uh, song attached to that because I was like, this is not what dashboard's about. Turns out I was wrong. The next 10 years would prove that it's very much what Dashboard's about. <laughs> Make that money, money. Well, they were done as a band, so. Uh, it was not a band. It's when actually they started as a band, and he ceased to be a solo act. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, that's why I can't stand anyone who says that their favorite Dashboard al- al- album is like Dusk and Summer or whatever. Fucking <laughs> horse shit. Uh, anyways. Maybe a hero <laughs> will save us. I'm not, not gonna save here. I'm in the band Seether, and I probably got a, an uh, eye earring <laughs> and long hair, slightly chubby. Gosh, do you remember Evanescence and how much how emotional they were? A little much. A little, little much. They were perfectly emotional. She, that come on, My Immortal. Don't tell me you didn't cry when our friend Megan sang My Immortal. Um. Oh, there's a joke that I want to make right now, but I'm not going going to. Uh, Why, Luke? <laughs> Why, Luke? I didn't cry when she sang that song. I thought it was beautiful, but I particularly <laughs> had no real investment in the song being sung and the singer singing the song. Yeah. I personally. <laughs> but I did not either. Uh, 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 Luke, um, it's called Wounds. That's what I have. That's what I'm filled with. But that's No, okay. it's a good song, but it's just like, I mean, it's, it's, I'm a redneck and it's the end, it's the end of high school. Like, and I'm, and I'm starting to feel things. It's that kind of a song. <laughs> like, it's like, I get it. You're starting to feel things, fat, fat girl. I understand. Like, whoa, don't relax. say that. I know. I'm sorry. That's me. Oh, I guess it's Michael Gormley having to defend women again. <laughs> I guess it's Michael Gormley having to be a hero and tell you to stop objectifying women. Jerk. That's not what I meant. I'm Why sorry. did you go with that with fat girl? Why did you say that, Luke? Apologize. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. But I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like the thing where it's like, I'm so deep i have feelings everyone it's like okay i get it okay i understand but why did it have to be a fat girl i don't know because it usually is <laughs> i'm be- sorry because as men are going into high school they're pretending like they don't have feelings except raging boners when women are going into high school <laughs> no no coming out not going in coming out no. yeah when men are coming out of high school they have stds yeah seriously yeah especially uh- in oakwood Oh, Especially in I'm Oakland. sorry. I'm so, I don't I, I'm sorry. I should not have said fat girls like Evanescence. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't see a lot of like just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> just stop talking. I'm I heard sorry. this great line. Can I tell you this great line? Yeah. So, you know how we're all trying to figure out how to navigate what liberals are telling us we're allowed to talk and not talk about. Mm-hmm. And then conservatives say, come on, you need to toughen up, quit being so sensitive, like I did on so many episodes. And then you actually shut up and you start le- listening. And, oh, this really is horribly offensive to you. And now I understand why it is and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Heard the best line. Best line. I thought this was great. This guy said, you know, like when you accidentally make like a racist comment or a – like you make a comment about – uh, you know, being uh, special needs and you make a like a joke like, oh, here's so-and-so taking the short bus and someone overhears it and they're like, you know, my child has Down syndrome and that's really offensive. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just meant, right? You know how people do that? We're like, no, I wasn't being racist. Yeah. I, you know, in the politics, it's all that, right? Um, it's all like, how dare you offend women? How dare you offend minorities? How dare you offend this? And, uh, and then white people are like, how come we can't be, aff- how come people can't offend us? And it's reality because we own everything. But the, 
one thing that I, I love this line where he says, we are so busy defending our motivations, we never stop to just change our actions. Like, it's not like a lot of people when they tell you, hey, don't say that. Maybe, yeah, on the internet. But if your friend's like, dude, listen, that's, don't say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What we end up doing is we're like, no, 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 come on. I, I didn't, I'm not sexist. I'm just meaning, you know, but you know, me. like, so we try to defend our motivation. Like, I'm just joking. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying that. That's true. And yeah. I love the, I, I just love that line. It's like, we're too busy defending our motivations to realize that we just need to change our action. Like, it's not our motivation that's the problem. We're good people. We just need to change the action. We just need to change the external way that we phrase things. Like when I said to a mom, your art- autistic son, and she like flipped her shit at me and was like, you mean my son who's autistic? And I was like, what I said? And she's like, no, you didn't put people first. You put his condition. You isolated my son. And I was like, here we go with the PC bull crap. And then actually by the end of that thing, I was like, yeah, totally your son who's autistic. I'm sorry. Um, because mm-hmm. I just didn't get it, right? And I was like, I'm not, you That's know, true. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out of class about diversity. I'm not trying to be offensive, yeah. you know? But in the end, it's like, yeah, but my action's still offended, so this is what we need to do, you know? Well, and I think that, oh, the good part is we is that we do exist in a time where we can have these uh, conversations, and it can be overboard. Like, yeah, I should not have said the fat girl only like Evanescence uh, joke. I'm sorry. Um but I do think that this is that these are that it that it is worth the price of the annoyance that comes from the PC uh, police at times because like these are conversations worth having. Um, I heard a great episode of the Incomparable podcast where they talked about a Ghostbusters and they did they um, uh, uh, Jason Snell who hosts that podcast had the had the ingenious I, um, idea to, I think it was, he had three different women on there four. Uh, with him. Okay. It was four. I loved that episode. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Cause it really did open up on my eyes to things about why it was so important for for them to have a movie like that, that I just, as a 21st century male born in the early eighties, there's no way that I was going to be able to, I, I could not bring that to my experience of um, that, of, uh, of that film. So, so to hear it, from them, that was really cool. I really did enjoy that, and it helped me. Uh, it helped me to appreciate that uh, that I'm a film on on a on a level that would have been Im, impossible otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, it's called the episode three ten of the incomparable. You can find it at the incomparable dot com. Episode three ten. I hated Mrs. Slimer, and I did. I did hate Mrs. Slimer. That oh, so really you saw annoyed it? me. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. Didn't that was a it. weird noise that my throat just made. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was. That, it came that was really loud. odd. That was awesome. That was, oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I have to say about that? Hmm. Maybe a hero <laughs> could save us. I'll lock your pants around your hips in, in a moderately fitting pair of jeans. Tight enough to be a woman, loose enough to be a lady. <laughs> uh, why do we have listeners? Because <laughs> they like us for our catchy tunes, mm-hmm. Mr. Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are dusting off a classic there. Oh, we are, we are, we are. So, uh, should we take a quick commercial break? Yes. Okay, here we go. Wait, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? I don't know. We don't have, and no one sponsored this episode. Oh, wait. Um, how how many more of the beard bomb things do we have? Are we done? We're done. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. He said, the next one has to be your wives, remember? And then you never returned any of my pod- uh, my text messages because you were super busy. So then I was like, I'll just have Shannon do it. And oh, I I'm sorry. Him. I did not even uh, get that when you were texting me about that. Well, I didn't text that I needed you to stop and record your wife rec- recording a ad read. I just went ahead and did it just so I could get the <laughs> thing out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was so busy. No, you were so busy. I've I've been insanely busy that I almost threw up at work today. <laughs> I, I, I love how it's just me going, I'm sorry. I've I've um, been busy about a, about a thing that like I missed and you turned it into, I've been so busy. I almost threw up the other day at work. 
Well, my my <laughs> listen. I'm not trying to take away you. Oh, okay. Stop defending my motivation. Just set my action. Hey, can you check your privilege, please? I, I keep trying to check it. It's in Michael. my other pair of pants. <laughs> I'm like, I do, but they want to charge you twenty five dollars cash. <laughs> For I every... can't spend that kind of money right now. I can't check it. I it's fifty one it. pounds. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm trying to check my privilege, but... Uh, I have 34 years of privilege here. That's not cheap. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Wait, no, so I was going to really say cute? that I'm, I was so busy that I, w- I was trying to say a sympathetic statement. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I, too, was busy, and I know why oh. you... I, like, it's perfectly acceptable for you, Luke, a male companion of mine, to be busy. I, your, too, was busy, which is why it wasn't published until Monday. Your best male companion, suck it, Chris Miller. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you've been replaced by a man who's not the godfather of any of my children. Yeah, seriously. No, yeah. no. It's totally cool. How about this? If I have another one, you may be in the running. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we can. Oh, oh, speaking of recording a live episode. Um, Go on. Uh, so guess who's playing here October 28th? Oh, my gosh. Nickelback? Are they going to play the song Hero? No. <laughs> Even better, uh, I'm trying to think of another really crappy uh, metalcore band. Puddle of Mud. No, something even worse. Like that, like, what are, what are they called? Slither? Yeah, okay. A, a Slytherin? I don't know. Slytherin. Um, Slytherin. Yeah. Expecto Patronum. Expecto Patronum. Um, that was the Harry Potter thing done as a... A new metal. Uh, Me Without You is playing here on October 28th. So I'm going to put in a request to their publisher to interview Aaron for the podcast. If it happens, we have got to use some of that sponsorship money to fly you out here. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. uh, It would be awesome. (sighs) So you saw Ghostbusters, huh? Mm -hmm. Before we talk about me as a hero saving women's lives... Why don't we first talk about you watching women be heroes? Oh, I cried within the first like 30 seconds of Ghostbusters because it felt like a Ghostbusters movie. And I started getting really emotional. And I started crying. Not like I wasn't like I was sobbing, but I definitely got choked up. That was the opening song, My Immortal, as the Ghostbusters came out. Because that would be appropriate. My Immortal, they're Why do I want to talk to Megan now? This is weird. Uh, inside jokes get us inside listeners. <laughs> Or they piss the inside listeners off. Yeah. I, wait, okay, really quick. So on on one of our last episodes, I kind of hinted at a lot of things that involved a lot of different people. Did anyone contact you about that? Nope. What are you talking about? You, the God. one with Greg? No, the one where the one we talked about, like all like premarital sex and how far is too far. And oh no, I got like not that. a buzz, not a buzz. Okay, good. Good. Suckers. All right. Uh, back to Ghostbusters. They put their proton packs on their back and they split. They split. Don't try to sing. Don't try to sing. Don't try to sing. No, Luke. We need you to give us a summary of why you like the movie. Listen, you, you try to battle my boys. It's not it's legal. legal. Oh, You're such good friends. Yeah. You, you, you know it. Uh... All right. Sorry. Okay. So it is a very fun movie. Uh, I enjoyed. I did not like a lot of the of the cameos. Besides one, I don't think it's going to hold up. But it's really hard to reboot a classic. It's. I really don't think it's unfair to any of, of these films to have to be compared to classic movies. Yeah. So it's. But you, they have to be because they're a reboot. Yeah, and and that's you know that just is what it is. So I would say take your girls to see it. Um. Like it's a, I mean, like those are those are women that I would want my uh, my uh, daughters to look up to, and you know, like I think the way that they do is really cool. I like that they aren't uh, sex objects; they don't exist to please other men or things like that, or to make people all of them. They're just really interesting characters. Um, I thought that they probably could have done more with a couple other characters, but that just is what it is. Uh, I'm excited about a sequel. I will definitely go and see it on on opening day. Wow! What do you I think? Might... 
What do you think about the first twenty minutes after like the intro? Yeah, there's like a twenty minute lull that people everyone. That was probably the dullest part because I do. I, I mean, I don't really pay attention to that stuff as much as if I were to like do a review on it, you know. But I do. I remember having. I do remember having the like during that time period, having other thought that oh, wow, there's not a lot of laughter going on here. It's just stuff happening. And it's kind of interesting, but not really. I really hope that the uh, whole movie isn't isn't uh, like this. And it does uh, pick up af, 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 um, after that. And Kate uh, McKinnon is the best part of that movie. But I think she's a genius. So have, have uh, you have um, are you seen the uh, her in the alien skit on on the Saturday Night Live? The what? Where it's it's this it's this a uh, skit that came out last year with a her. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember which actor it is, but it is it's honestly one of the funniest things they've done in years. It is so great. The where like uh, the alien probe. Yeah, and everyone's being probed. They all have these like uh, uh, beautiful stories, and then her character is like, yeah. They never did anything nice to me. It was no light. <laughs> just like flopping around. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she's she's awesome, and I, you know, I was a little bit bummed about uh, Leslie Jones because she's my favorite. Like her Colin Jouse thing is the funniest part of Almost Saturday Night Live for me, and she wasn't as funny as she could be in the movie. But it was great to see her in a movie because I just adore her. I think she's so funny. What what? Uh, so you just don't think they used her enough? Uh, I don't think they really play to her because like she really she kind of is a one note, a comedian, but she does that note better than anyone else can. Is she is, is like a one note comedian? Is she like Chris Farley? Like Chris Farley could do the same character every single time. Yeah. And it's just like this is a great. Yeah, because it's, it's the best anyone has ever done that. Gotcha. So I and I and I, and I kind of and I mean, they 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 kind of did that. But, uh, and, you know, it's kind of like how like, you know, Tom. Tom Cruise, his big note is uh, the look. Tom Tom Cruise has like a look about. Him. No, now he's now he's he has a few other things that he can do, but he's kind of um, but he has that look where it's like only Tom Cruise can do that look, and that's why you hire him is to do that. Yeah, and I just wish they would have played to her strengths a little bit more. But that is being a nitpicking. I mean, it's I mean when it's bad, it's pretty bad, but when it's good, it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go see uh, next week. I'm going to go see Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. That's next week. Mm-hmm. I'm, hearing, I'm hearing good things. What about you? I haven't heard anything about it. I, I do not know what's happened over the past week. So I don't know. Oh, because you were so busy you almost threw mm-hmm. up? <laughs> yep. So yep. that's how busy I am. That I'm was it. Saying. I just heard. I just heard about all of the WikiLeaks stuff with the DNC. I know Trump gave a speech. Uh, that's pretty much all I know. I I don't know. I don't know. Mm. So, anyways, hero boy. Maybe a hero could save us. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> we could be heroes. So let me tell you about the worst, weirdest day of my life. Not the worst, the weirdest, the craziest. It was yesterday. Luke, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Buckle up. So tell the tale. Yeah, tell the tale. So this is this is uh when this airs, I think it'll be uh, like a week and a half ago. But is that okay, Tom? <laughs> I took my kids to go to uh I took my kids to go to the park after I took them to get a car wash. You know, like little kids are inside the car with a brush car wash. Oh yeah. That, that's automatic, you know, and they're like, ah, what was it? Octopus is gonna eat us. Not mm-hmm. not a lobster, that doesn't make sense. But uh so we drove back, and they were like, let's go to the park. Let's go to the park. And I just wanted my wife to have some free time with Thomas so she could just feed him and put him to bed. And uh, I was like, okay, we'll go. So I'm standing there. I just wanted to sit on a park bench and detox from my day because I was so busy. I, like, threw up. And uh, I uh, get up, and I'm over with my kids, and I'm by the entrance – or not the entrance, but the corner, the street corner. And there's a fence around it, and that comes in key. Uh, my – I, I hear these tires screeching like crazy. I look over. If they never would have screeched their tires, I never would have known noticed a thing. But about, I don't know, six, eight houses down, I see a truck. 
and a big old Chevy truck, and it peels out, reverses, and then flies up the driveway. The driveway, the garage door is open. Ooh. I mean, it is peeling out, going in Ooh. reverse. And then right before, I'm like, this guy's going through his house. And then right before he gets it, he slams on his brakes. And you see, you know, how, like, the chassis will, like, seize and bounce back and forth when it's, like, torqued like that. So I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, this guy is pissed. And the first thought that ran through my head was this guy like got fi- this person got fired from his job and he's like pissed because he's driving home pissed because he's not driving home like this is an emergency oh my god I gotta save someone it's I am furious and I, I remember thinking I hope no one's at home because they're about to get hurt and uh, then I see as soon as I think that I see him come out of his side of the car remember he reversed it in and then I see a woman like power walk out of the passenger side down the driveway. And I was like, oh, no, I feel so bad for this woman. And just then he grabs, like, the back of her shirt and pulls her backwards. Oh, my God. He's trying to grab her arm, and I guess he missed. And he grabs the back of her shirt, and I run to the fence, and he pulls her back, and she falls flat on her back. And I jump over. I I yell out. I go, hey, get your hands off her. And I jump over the fence. My left foot. See, the problem is I'm fat and uncoordinated, and I never work out. So these things all combine to when I yell, everyone in the park is looking at me, and then I fell over the fence, my feet. And you've got a pretty loud yell. Like when you oh, when, it's beautiful. Uh, or you yell, it's not like a hello. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, it could, I'm not it, gonna say that it's manly, but it's not weak either. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm not much of one, but I'm a man. And so I yelled Easy, out. Daniel Tosh. I know, right? I yelled out, and then I jump over, fall flat on my ass, and I'm like, "This is hilarious that this just happened to me at this point in time." So I jump up, and I see the girl is f- trying to get up, and then he grabs her arm and he's screaming at her. And oh my gosh. at this point, I can't hear what he's saying. I'm still all the way at the street corner. Now I'm on the other side of the fence, but I'm all the way at the street corner. And it's like a rail. It's not really like a fence. It's just like a low rail. And so I go and I just start running down the street. And he's holding her hand and I yell, I get your hand off her. And then he looks back at me and he says, shut up and mind your business. And I say, get your hands off her. And he says, uh, We're, I'm just trying to talk to her. Mind your business. And, I, and I'm trying to think of like... I'm running. I'm have my phone out. I'm trying to call nine one one, and I'm about to call nine one one. So I'm scrolling, you know, like hit the home button, put my thumb <laughs> on the screen, unlock. And so I'm looking down and looking up, and I'm seeing like she gets free. And then I look down, I look back up again. Now he's arms on her hand or his hands on her arm again. And so I I want to tell him to stop. And I go, you're not allowed to touch a person that way. Let go. And then I get near the bottom of the driveway. And I and I mean, Luke, I am filled with so much adrenaline. I can barely hear anything. All I can hear is my heart pounding, and I'm shaking like I'm full fight or flight. I haven't felt like this in a long time. I thought I was going to have to fight this guy, and I would have lost horribly. Or I could have projected my girthiness in such like a straight line that I could have knocked him off the ground and then run away like a scared person. But I kind of wish you uh, had gotten into. A squad. fight just so that like on the news it, it, it would say local pod, local bot, podcaster gets it to fight at c fox's podcast yeah. local podcaster decks a guy then beaten <laughs> to a bloody pole <laughs> so many other pod podcasters <laughs> would have gone oh podcaster the podcaster code says we just sit and drink dr pepper <laughs> Uh, podcaster comes from basement to stop woman from being assaulted. <laughs> podcaster, <laughs> podcaster ceases round of D and D to look at other people in the face. Right, so I run. The podcaster stops speaking to group of dozens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know this is like a way more important story. Right, but the last one. On. Podcaster <laughs> has immediate plans to publish all of what's going to happen on social media. Yeah. Pod, pod podcaster is absolutely going uh, to make the uh, his next episode entitled "I Saved I Saved a Woman." Everybody, exclamation point! <laughs> I saved a woman. Sponsored by Stamps.com. <laughs> so it was crazy. I mean, this is crazy. If this guy, I I would have fought him. I mean, I would have because I was ready to because I thought he was going to come at me, and he let go of her and he looked at me and he was like, you know, and I was and I just. 
I said to him, I remember saying something like, there are 40 cops that live in this neighborhood. And because there are. There are cops that live all in my neighborhood, cops and fire, um, all that stuff. And I said, there are 40 cops that live in this neighborhood, and they're going to be here right now. Leave right. her alone. And I put my body between her and him, and we just, I just, and she's trembling, and she's shaking, and she's crying. And I keep her on my left-hand side, and we just walk. We cross the street. We're about halfway. I'm walking down the street away from his house back to the park where my girls are and my, my two-year-old son. Now, my two-year-old son's in one of those swings. He's stuck. Um, so I saw a dad whenever I jumped over. I looked back, and I saw my dad, and I said, will you please watch them? And he's like, I got it. Just go. And so when I came back, uh, I looked at this girl, and I'm, I've already dialed 911. I'm like, do you have any place to go? And she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I have nowhere to go. And I go, okay, I live in this neighborhood. I want you to come and just, you just can you come with me in my van? Is that okay? And meanwhile, another woman from my neighborhood, she was like a power walker, and she had power walked right up to us and was just walking with her. And so I was on the, the police answered. I was giving them all the information uh, and told them to meet me at my house, that I would take her to the house. And I did. My girls got in the car. I asked that dad to get my son out of the swing so we can just – I'm like, I got my minivan over there. Could you please help me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. So I'm talking to cops. So everyone gets dropped off. We get in the car. I open the door for her. She's in the passenger seat. I drive over to my house, and she's sobbing. She's there, and she's apologizing. Ugh. The whole time she's apologizing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. This is awful. This is – I didn't mean to ruin your day. I didn't mean to ruin – and I'm like, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You did do – you did nothing. And I had to probably say to her maybe 10 times, and then I'm happy. My wife put the kids to bed, but, you know, I asked her. And she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and get changed. She was in her jammies. She's like, I'm going to go upstairs and get changed. Um, and I was like, I need you down here. I don't know if she's going to feel on edge with me. So I, like, got her a cup of water and all this stuff, and then I sat away from her, like, distance, you know. And uh, a couple times I would just get up and walk in the kitchen being like, I'm going to look for the police. But I just wanted to make sure she felt di- – and I was like, do you need to call people? Do you need to whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, – it was just really sad. It was just really sad. I don't want to get into the details of it. I don't know what, like, legal stuff is going to happen, but I filled out a statement to the police officer. Uh, he had her keys, and so I just hope that she was able to – the police officer took her back to the house to get her stuff and her keys. and <sighs> So, Man. But it was crazy because a, a person in the neighborhood walked away. Like, they were right in front of the driveway when it all happened, and she just kept on walking. And I don't really blame her. She was, a, she was older. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, stop and yell, say something. Just call yeah. the police. Take a picture and call the police. You know? Like, we all have iPhones. Like, just aim it and go live on Facebook. Like, so it was crazy. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, so, the, I mean, this lasted from 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock or something when they left my house. And mm-hmm. she just kept saying things like, I'm so embarrassed. And I would say, <laughs> you shouldn't be embarrassed. A man who hits women hurts women abuses women he should be embarrassed not you and she's like okay okay and she composed herself uh, about an hour into it and then the cop came and she had to recount her story and she lost it again and she was like her lower back is hurting blah 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 so you know in a weird way that kind of um reminds me about about what i heard on that ghostbusters podcast how they talked about how so often women have to Define uh, they have to uh, define them um, uh, um, themselves in uh, our relation to uh, the men in their lives, and just her saying, "I'm sorry, yeah, this you know is my fault. I caused him uh, to do this, yeah." And it just like as a, as a male, well, I, I, actually, oh, number one, great job. I like honestly, like all jokes aside, I am extremely proud of you. That's really cool that. Oh, you did that. Like, honestly. People, when I posted the description of it on online on Facebook, which is how I do everything (laughs) when I hunt, people were like, hey, Batman, way to go. And, like, congratulations and all this stuff. And the whole time I'm thinking, if they only knew how close I was to peeing myself, (laughs) because I would have gotten owned. Uh, They only knew how inside I was going, get out of here, get out of here. So I, was like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. <laughs> Hi, I'm a street tough. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Teenage Mutant Uninja Turtles. T U R T L T power. <laughs> Anywho, go on. Um, no, but just 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 the fact that like her first 
instinct was to say that it's her fault. She is sorry that he oh, that yeah. he flipped out because that's and as as a male that's incomprehensible yeah. to any of us. I I think like it's like it's like bullshit. That's not your fault. Like that's his. He's an asshole. Yeah. Where I think for a lot of the women in our lives, they could probably relate to that type of a feeling, and that's not a coincidence. Yeah, or one of them was one of the lines that they said in the Ghostbusters review was, uh, "What was it? Um, women women are always tasked with maintaining man's emotional state, men's emotional states." Yeah, you know, so if they feel bad, it's their job to make men feel better in movies and in life and all this stuff. And I just now, if if that were me, if if it's a situation where somewhat reverse, where there was some sort of situation where. I quote unquote inconvenienced someone, and you know, kids saw and all this stuff because my kids were there. And because I screamed and then fell off the little fence rail thing, my kids were watching me like a hawk the whole. All the everyone in the park was just watching me. Um, she ended up apologizing to me for having that happen in front of my kids and inconveniencing the rest of my night and all this stuff. And there's a certain element where you're like, okay, yeah, but. It was all wrapped up in a thousand apologies for the fact that she let her boyfriend do this stuff to her and she shouldn't Mm -hmm. have, you know, and that, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I never would have thought, like, I need to apologize to you for the way someone else was violent to me, you know? Well, you know, yeah. Oh, I mean, and as a male, we don't ever stop and think about that. You know, I, um, I had accounts, so... Uh, this one time, there was this girl at college who just like stopped speaking uh, to me, yeah. and I remember to being like, "What? What? Like?" Because I'm a like relatively a nice guy. I was like, "What the hell did I do?" Uh, yeah, I know. And <laughs> depends upon who you ask. And I was I was talking to my a counselor about it, and she goes, "Well, like, um, you know, Luke, like most like most girls." Go their, you know, they they will spend at least one one part of their day scared about being assaulted. And I was like, wait, what? And like, like I like because I would, I'm like, obviously, like I I I think pretty much all of our friends, for the most part, would never do anything remotely close to a thing like 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 that. And she just brought to my uh, my uh, that to my attention that there's a thing that I could have done unbeknownst to me or, you know, enough that could have made her feel uncomfortable. And as a male who has, who doesn't have anything but great um, intentions, I am not aware of that at all. Now that's not uh, what happened. I I think, I think I actually like, I mean, the girl stopped thinking to me because I think I, I, that she heard me, I'm, I'm, I'm making, a joke about her, which is awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I felt really bad. I was like, I did it. Oh, crap, I did. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I felt real bad about that. Um, Can I make you feel worse? Yeah, sure. Luke. 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 That's all I got. What's that from? Uh, our friend John and how he shames us by repeating our names over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. True. Go on. Um, well, no, just so – I mean, it, it, and so that – incident brought to my attention um one stop saying horrible things even if you think it's funny at like so sorry if you like um ever or whatever um and then hey what was that last thing sorry said, um evanescence? I, I said yeah so sorry for like evanescence yeah i said i was i was about to say ever um ever clear you know the man that's like uh we could live beside the ocean yeah. I had a, You've never known the joy of a welfare <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I had a poster of them when I was in ninth grade. Didn't have, didn't have, uh, didn't have, the, didn't, did not have the album. But Meyer had the poster. <laughs> always, so, always hated them because they were liberals. That's in my really? Rush Limbaugh listening to home. I could never <laughs> stand them. Of oh, the joy of a welfare Christmas. Well, maybe if your parents were, you know what? I'm going to stop there. <laughs> so, anyways, no, but just so like that, you know, just like the idea that there's a thing that I could uh, do that out of pure innocence sense that you know it can make a girl feel like they were threatened because that's just what's on their mind during the day it's like okay hopefully this guy's not gonna you know try to make it pass to me or, or you know just like i'm like i mean i i honestly have never been scared that i will be almost sexually assaulted where i'm sure a lot of 
our listeners who, you know, are women have either a been assaulted or b are are scared of that. And I have, and I that is so hard for me to to comprehend. But that's a reality they have to live with, and that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, talking with my wife about this and just saying um, how. I was like, you know, we live in different worlds sometimes. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, we don't. And she's like, these feminists need to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, while I don't buy into the entire in the entirety of, of modern feminism, I was like, I do think they point out some very important things that we need to listen. And she's like, like what? And I was like, well, let me ask you this question. You ever walk out to your car and you get nervous? Like maybe it's at night or maybe it's in the evening or something like that, that someone's going to like jump you, rape you, do whatever. She's like, yeah, that's happened to me before. And I go, did you know that's never happened to me? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I've never once walked to my car with my car keys in my fingers like I'm going to get in a fight. Unless they were like teenagers. Teenagers just scare the shit out of me today. <laughs> I mm. just think at any moment some teenager is going to come up behind me with a camera and another one's going to punch me in the face. And <laughs> see like, if they can. Pokemon Go! <laughs> <laughs> what Pokemon Go? Or the, the knockout game where they try to knock you out in one hit. I am just afraid that this, like, just crap like this is going to happen somewhere or sometime. And, um... And so thinking about all this stuff, you know, 99% of the time when I'm walking to my car, like, I look around. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm aware of the, my surroundings. I come out of a stairwell at the movie theater. I look around to see who's there and where they are, and I glance behind my shoulder. But I don't think at any moment I'm going to get raped. My wife is like, well, it's not like I think I'm going to get ra- Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, see, I've never. She goes, wait, 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 wait. You've never thought you could be attacked? And I was like, I know that. In theory, I could get jumped at any time, and so that's why I'm, like, aware, but no. She's like, are you kidding me? I'm getting upset now. Are you serious? I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm a fat, hairy, gross-looking white male. No one wants me. Not even my mom. She no hates... one wants any of this. You see the theology of my body? Yeah, it's been revoked as heresy. Okay, so that's the problem. The apple has been eaten on this tree. That, that reference could go in many different ways. So, I mean, it's true. And so I just am clueless about this stuff, you know. So I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm becoming more sensitive. No, I, I specifically, I you know, I mean, the, th- the thing that everyone says, right, with about Trump and PC culture is it's not PC, it's human decency. Like if mm-hmm. you had a kid who uh, had Down syndrome. And you walked around and everyone around you was being like, shut up, retard. Yeah, shut the hell up, retard. You're, you're so retarded. And just saying all this stuff, they, in their motivation, might not hate people with Down syndrome. But their actions are expressing a horribly negative thing that you as a parent of a kid who has Down syndrome would probably be pissed off at if they're you know mm-hmm. using that term. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, rem- yeah. I remember the first and only time in my entire life when I've ever heard someone physically in front of me drop an N-bomb. And I was so shocked. And it was about Obama, of course. And I was so shocked that I just remember being like, did this really happen? And then I just said, you can't say that. And they said to me, well, it means an ignorant person. It does. It's not racist. And I go, ah, you can't say that. that. Yeah. And I just looked at him like, I'm going to leave. Well, you know, I you guys am... stay here. I'm going to go. <laughs> I like your pants around your feet. Peace out. I'm out. Um, I, you know, what's interesting is so when we were in college, I really actually don't want to say this word. So, so I am. So I'm not. Uh, uh, we would say the F word a lot. And I don't mean a uh, uh, fuck. And. But now, for uh, this was the thing we that uh, we would say about homosexuals, or just like as a joke or anything like like that. And now, I really can't stand hearing that word. Like it genuinely bothers me when I hear Christians use it. Yeah, and I know it's in a jokingly manner, but to me, it's just not. It's almost as bad as the N word. Like it, it honestly uh, makes me cringe. That and the word a retarded. Like I, I have a really hard time with that. I just, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think it's very respectful of the human person. I think it violates their uh, dignity. I just, I don't know. I, I, I have a very hard time with that. Yeah. And, you know, like that is a word that 
in college, you know, was out of oh, my mouth 10 times a day at least, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're growing up, man. Uh, I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. So the ending, the, the good ending of this story is I get the girls and they're all like, what, what, what's going on, Daddy? Is she okay? Is she okay? Why is she crying? Why is she crying? I'm like, honey, honey. We're not going to talk about this. Just get in the car, get buckled. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. So I got to the house and pushed the kids off on Shannon so I can make you know finish my call with the police and talk to this woman. And uh, she leaves. The lady leaves. I, I've heard nothing. So I don't know anything that's going on right now. So I walk upstairs, and I want to talk to my girls. And I want to sit down and kind of explain the best I can mm, yeah. what's going on, what happened. How do you today. do that? Well, so I start with asking questions. So what did you girls see? What did you think about today? Daddy, daddy. And could, my oldest had a million questions for me. Daddy, why, you know, why was she crying? I was like, she was crying because a man hurt her. Well, why did he hurt her? I go, well, honey, sometimes people are just mean and they can't control themselves. And they hurt people. Even people that they might love, they hurt them. I said, and this guy, he was trying to control her. And what do you mean by control? And I was like, oh, God, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> so I was like, Honey, this man was being mean to her, and Daddy needed to make sure that it would never happen. Just like I hope if anyone ever tries to do that to you, your Daddy will murder them. And then they la- – I actually did say that, and they all laughed because my daughters laugh at death. And uh, <laughs> I love the girl and girls. They, they really do. <laughs> Their favorite thing in Zootopia, the movie Zootopia, is, has nothing to do with anything of the movie. It's the very opening scene where they're like, blood, 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 and death. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's your – Favorite part. Okay. Um, and so uh, I'm now scared, Shannon. Yeah. Sleep with one eye open, Dad. <laughs> so, no. So I'm trying to talk to her. And so I say things like, um, you know, like this man was, he was very mean. This is not how men are ever to talk or treat women. He was screaming at her. You're not allowed to do that. Daddy would never do that to mommy. You know, like all this stuff. And she's like, well, is she still crying? And I was like, when she left, she had stopped crying. I said, but she probably will. And she's like, well, why? And I was like, because she's still hurt. She's hurting her heart. And she's like, okay. And then she goes, Daddy, um, did she fall down on the ground really hard? And, I go, and I, so I was just trying to figure out at this point, did you see it? Because that oh, sucks. I don't yeah. want my daughter seeing physical violence. Yeah, yeah. And I go, did you see it? And she goes, but did she? is that when she got hurt, when she fell down on the ground? I go, honey, did, did you see it? Because at that point, when she was actually on the ground, this is going to sound stupid, but so was I. Because <laughs> I had fallen <laughs> off the fence. So uh, I'm not she, laughing at that. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, it's funny. It's ridiculous that this weird, wacky moment happened in the middle of the most serious moment of my life. <laughs> yeah. And so she said, uh, she says, no, I just heard you talking about it. And I was like, okay, okay. And I go, yeah, he, he, he made her fall down, but she's okay and she's safe and that's all that matters. Going right now, that's all that matters. And she's like, okay. She goes, Daddy. She gets really serious. And she goes, I didn't see her fall. But, Daddy, I saw you fall. You <laughs> fell off that fence. And I was like, oh. and then Cecilia's like, I saw you fall, too, Daddy. I saw you fall. And I was like, okay. Oh, this makes me want to go out to Houston and hang out with your daughters again. To move here? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all we could do is just podcast all day long. Uh, all right, Shannon, I'm moving in. <laughs> we all well, knew this was going to happen one day. Oh, man. Yeah, it almost happened true. twice. <laughs> yeah, so close. <laughs> so close. We almost, we almost had it. Yeah. Um, you, you know what's really interesting uh, about all that stuff is I think about this f- oh, whenever I hear about a um, – a domestic abuse is um i think we always attribute that to like a that's what people did back in like the olden days back in the 1940s in the 30s and we are so far advanced now as a society that now we all know hey this is wrong but my grandfather told me a story that so he was born in 32 i think 32 or or in 34 and he was told by his dad well, I'm sorry. So this is probably sometime in the 30s or early part of the 40s. And there was a story in the in the paper how a man was arrested for a domestic violence. And my great and my great grandfather just like pulls like like a pulls down 
of the paper looks at my grandfather and at his brother and says, don't you ever, ever hit a woman ever. And it just really stuck with me that this guy who was born in the 1800s had the, um, like that was his attitude. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like a cop out when, you know, we talk about, oh, it's just like people from like an old time. I'm like, that's not how it was. Not everyone thought that way. Not everyone was was OK with that at all, at all. And we're not some enlightened group where we think that, oh, this is bad. It's just becoming we can just talk about it more. Yeah, I think. And uh, we need to be aware that like it's been wrong for a really, really long time and. Um, we've been against it for a very, very long time. Yeah. That's all. I think that men, dads need to sit down with their sons and like, it's one of those things where like when I talk about chastity, like no one in Catholic chastity circles ever talks about consent because we're telling them to refrain from sex until you're married. Mm. So why would we ever have to talk to them about consent before you have sex with them? It's interesting. Right. And well, that's the, the whole Brock, whatever case, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the guy from the douchebag from my hometown. Yes. Yeah. Well, the whole notion of, you know, oh, well, they're raising a good Christian home of privilege and blah, 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 blah. But the whole the whole thing kind of surrounding that is, you know, like we never had these social things beat into us like secular kids have because we're not expected to even put ourselves in that position. But then you're in college and you're drinking and the woman that you have a crush on is super drunk. She's not she's not passed out, but she's super drunk. Do you make out with her? Like and so that was the whole thing. It's like she she's and I remember when and I think I told the story when a friend of mine was like, Yeah, I really like this guy, but and he wanted to kiss me, but he was drunk. So and I was like, So what? And she's like, So I didn't kiss him. I was like, I thought he wanted to kiss you. Now, for me, of course, I'd only been drunk once in my life at that point. And so my version of drunk was not like this, you know, consistent frat boy kind of thing. And uh, she she was like, no, because he, he didn't ask for that. So you don't do it. And I was like, that makes total sense, <laughs> you know. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, anywho, so getting off my high horse, it's one of these things where we don't talk about violence because we don't expect that to ever happen. But then when men have out-of-control tempers and short fuses and, you know, living in a stagnant economy and we don't work and don't produce enough money that we want and we're always feeling, you know, insecure and insecure and insecure and then all of a sudden our anger gets explosive, it's just leave the damn house, you are never allowed to hit a woman. When those words are never spoken, you know, like what happens? And then you you do it and you feel awful, but then you do it again and then you excuse it Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I was drunk or I was just mad or, you know, well, you shouldn't have. And then it just it just gets crazy. So, I mean, I don't I don't know what to say. All I know is the people at my church are amazing because we sponsor this women's um, this women's shelter, women and family shelter where they can bring and it's a we give them a, an apartment that's fully furnished and when the women leave they get to take all the furniture. So they're not just Oh, that's ab- cool. Right? So they're not just abandoned and then like, okay, well now that you're leaving our home, good luck out in the world. It's like, no, here, we'll fully furnish an apartment for you. Here you go. Boom, take it all. And it's all donation and everything. And so That's when, really cool. When this happened, um oh gosh, this is Lovely couple. They live up in, uh, they stay up in Colorado. They're snowbirds. Is that what you call them? People that go to Colorado. Lovely couple. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. lovely. couple. Yeah. I want to. already? Damn. You're right. Anywho. Six this, years, man. You're well, I want to say this before. saintly, saintly couple. Because I do think they're saintly. And I'm not six years before I'm 40. I'm six and a half years. So, any, no, it's less than six years. Um, anywho, I reached out. They had sent me a message because of the whole thing and saying, like, hey, make sure she can go to this women's shelter. And I was like, I already thought of that. I already mentioned it to her. But I was like, I want you to pray for her because this woman in particular sits on the board. And she just has a heart for these women to free them from it. And, you know, it's just it's terrible. One, I mean, one of the statistics is uh, an average of three women every day are murdered by an intimate partner. Ugh. I, and you hear that, and like you're like, okay, well, people getting out of control, and it's like, yeah, but like to the tune of three women every day, this is just crazy. Anywho, we're not going to change this unless more men tell other men 
that the things that lead up to the violence against women need and, to be put in check just as much as the actual violence themselves. I agree. And I, I, I think just to be aware, you know, like I'm a big dude, like, like even if I was like incredibly thin, I would have gigantic shoulders. I am, I'm six two. I would look scrawny if I was a two thirty. you know, like I'm, and I need to be aware that how I stand next to women can intimidate them. You know, and, and it's just like, like, you know, and just like and through through like no fault of like of my own, I can I can um intimidate some individuals, even men like like I've had it, I've honestly had it happen in um a job interview where I knew I wasn't going to get it because I was like, I am so much taller and so much bigger than this dude. There's no way he's going to hire me. <laughs> and like the whole way during this, like, this interview, I was getting this whole like, tour of this of this school. It was for a assistant, a principal job. I was like, this is never going to happen. This is never. But, you know, but just to like be uh, just to be aware of what our physical presence and what that uh, and like what that uh, can mean, you know, and and at times it can be a good thing. It can mean, you, can, you know, you can uh, provide comfort and the protection. But at times it can just mean like. It can be a little bit intimidating, and just to be aware of that, I think is really important. Because if not, you're just being a douche. Yeah. And don't be a douche. Don't be a douche, everybody. Instead, be a hero. We'll save us. Not gonna stand here and wait. I'm gonna marry Avril Lavigne, and we're gonna get a divorce, and then I'm gonna cut my hair real right short, and Luke's gonna read about it in People magazine. <laughs> so once again in true catching foxes fashion we approached a serious object uh, topic or subject and then we made light of everything we possibly could around <laughs> that subject hopefully You're... skirting the subject itself hey uh i want to just give a quick thank you to all of our listeners who are emailing us over over at layevangelist.com over on the contact me page that's been super just awesome um, sorry, I haven't gotten back to, to everyone and just everyone who is um, interacting with all of us. It's the best part of our show that I did not expect to happen. Besides becoming so much better friend with my bestest friend. Isn't that right, Chris Miller? Yes, Luke, it's very right. You're awesome. Gomer sucks. I agree. Anyways. <laughs> the first of two times I ever witnessed uh, violence, man on woman, boyfriend, girlfriend, violence was I was in high school with Chris Miller. And I'm driving down, going to my parents' house. He's visiting me for a few days or a week or whatever. Oh, you know what this is? This is the infamous spring break. You weren't there. Wait, were you there? No, I wasn't there. You weren't there. You weren't Everyone there. went and hung out in, in Houston. No one came. Actually, that spring break was actually really cool, so it was fine. Yeah, anywho. So I'm driving home. <laughs> I got a flat tire. I pull over into the big gas station. And I'm looking around for the gas pump. It's on the far corner away from all the pumps. We're filling it, and I hear someone peeling out. Again, peeling out. I look up. It's a guy trying to get into the car. The woman is peeling out. Then she stops, and she peels out, and then she stops. I thought it was teenagers being funny until I realized it's crazy. The guy opens up the door, uh, the driver's side door. He's trying to get in the passenger, opens up the driver's side door, and just starts kicking her repeatedly. Holy shit. Yeah. And Are you he, serious? Yeah. And I, can, I mean, it's totally – I mean, it's – like one o'clock at night and then he just starts punching her and i just see this and i uh and we're on the other side of my car and i have a tire iron in my hand and i jump up and i go hey and i have this tire iron, but it's not like a normal <laughs> tire iron that's like a baseball bat it's a it's a, a like a like a t or a cross you know it's like perfect yeah so it's been the worst i'm just, I'm just, I'm just like imagining you stepping out of your car with a tire iron being, <laughs> with a blowing in the wind black leather trench coat uh and some cool song in the background doom, 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 doom. <laughs> i said let her go um <laughs> but uh that didn't happen instead what happened was chris grabs me pulls me back and is like i'm already calling the police don't get yourself killed and i was like oh but when i yelled the guy like stopped <laughs> the cops come super fast they were really close by they get the guy, get the woman separate. I flag down the officer. We talk. I give my information. And he goes, yeah. I slapped my tire iron. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you met my friend, Tire Iron of Justice? And uh, and the officer says this <laughs> line to me. Yeah, the officer says this line to me that uh, 
I didn't understand until I got in the car and Chris was like, oh. He said, uh, yeah, it seems like they were both giving it to each other pretty hard back in that car. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I get back in my car and I start driving. And I was like, the officer said it seemed like the Chris just goes, oh, it sucks. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? And he's like, nothing's going to happen. Like, he's like, yeah, they were both fight. It was just a fight. It's fine. Or not, not that the officer was saying it's fine, but that's what the couple's going to treat it like. And I was like, oh, my God, I physically watched a man beat a woman, and that's it. You know, like, nothing's going to change. And so that's what I was thinking of when this happened. And I was like, I am getting this woman separate from this man and going to hopefully be able to get her enough distance that she can think clearly and say, I'm never going back there. So, Ugh. Good for you, buddy. I'm proud of you. Uh, you know what? This episode we should entitle episode 54, The Humble Brag. <laughs> or I actually have um, I've thought about a couple of titles. Oh, go on. Let's hear it. T-U-R-T-L-T Power. Okay. A Gomer to uh, the rescue. A Gomer can save you. Uh, spirit, some people hear it, some people fear it. And uh, that's all I got. Is it Gomer? Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Oh, that would be good. It'd be very good. I don't know. Humble brag really speaks to my heart. <laughs> Listen, you're the one who's got to put it out there. I'm the one that's got to put it out there. And I'm the one that already put it out there on social media. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, Hey, so. Um, the modeling people. Modeling the right behavior. <laughs> uh, I'm like two drinks in. Yeah. Right now, we should totally record another episode. Might not be useful, <laughs> but August is going to be a really busy month. I'm just saying. It is. Uh, so you, you want to end this one? Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Catching Foxes. Catching Foxes is a podcast brought to you by Taco Bell. Taco Bell, you're a great place for eating fine chef-prepared food. Yeah, get it on Taco Bell. I'm editing that out. <laughs> Why? Because this was our... All of our... This all is our, of our Mexicano uh, listeners will love it. Guys, we really do. For everyone in Ciudad Juarez, we want to thank you for being listeners. Hey, go like, U.S. men's unnatural team. That's all I got to say to all of you, you people. That's the way. No, that's not how I meant that. Luke. You have that's dug not, so. That's not how I meant that at all. Please do not include that. I just meant it as in like you fans, not like you people. <laughs> that's not how I meant that at all. As soon as the game was like, oh, that sounds not like how I meant it whatsoever. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. This has been how to ruin your podcast with Luke Carey and his buddy Gomer. <laughs> Gomer abstains from the ruination. All right, well, let's go pee pee on the body and then meet back in All five right. minutes. Yeah, All that right. sounds good. Hey Luke, bye. Hey Luke, yeah, I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Do you? I do. Maybe a hero will save us. Be that a hero will save us. I'm not gonna stand.